The Atlanta Braves have a couple of big holes they need to fill this offseason, but the payroll is already going into 2023 to be the highest opening day payroll that the Atlanta Braves have ever had, and they're getting close to reaching the first tier of the luxury tax threshold. So just how high will they go? Also, you got some players on the 40-man roster that may have to make get cut to make room for Rule 5 draft protection and any other players that you might bring in this offseason. So we're going to talk about 40-man roster situation. We're going to talk about payroll. All of this as we get set up for free agency. We'll talk about on today's episode of Locked On Brave. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta. Where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. Obviously, a lot of off-season questions coming in. Answered a lot of them on yesterday's podcast. You want to go back and give those a listen when we talked about the free agent class this off-season. Also, make sure you follow Locked On Braves on YouTube. Hit that thumbs up button and that notification bell if you're watching this video. I would appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe to Locked On Braves podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, thanks for making us your first listen of each and every day. It does truly mean a ton to me that you continue to come back and support the show and join the off-season conversations we've had, whether you're watching live or in the comment section on YouTube. Really do appreciate it. On today's podcast, we're going to start out talking about the 40-man roster, some potential cuts that need to be made there, and some decisions for some prospects that need to be made as well here pretty soon. And then we're going to get into the payroll, which I think is just a really fascinating conversation to have when you talk about the moves that the Braves could potentially make this offseason it's really going to be hard to see where that move comes from or how many big moves they can make based on where the payroll already is and especially with where it stands against the luxury tax threshold. So I think that may be eye-opening for some listeners who maybe don't pay a ton of attention to the payroll, and it may be a moot point if the Rays really want to go out and be a top-five payroll, but certainly want to dive into that and see just how much the Braves have left to spend this offseason well, let's start out talking about the 40-man roster. Currently, it's at 38 players with the addition of Sam Hilliard. I uh, also have a decision for Jake Odorizzi in a couple days as well. That could open up another roster spot. For me, there's a couple of pretty easy cuts here to make. Sil uh, Silvino Bracho, uh, he's, to me, is one guy that can be cut pretty easily to open up a roster spot. Uh, Ryland Bannon, um, infielder utility player, can be cut rather easily. I think Alan Rangel could be cut if you needed to, but he's probably more of a trade candidate for someone who needs a, a fifth starter. I think the Braves had so much depth there and so many guys like that that you could part ways with him if needed. Players who could, could be cut designated for assignment as well if you needed to open up roster space. Uh, Brooks Wilson missed all of 2022 with Tommy John surgery. Waskari Noah, who's going to miss all of 2023 with Tommy John surgery. 
Chadwick Trump. However, I think they hang on to Chadwick Trump because I think they're going to trade Manny Pena this offseason. And I think Guillermo Heredia, uh, it's definitely with the Sam Hilliard trade. I think his his spot is in jeopardy. I think he could be a non-tender candidate. We're going to talk about that as we get into more of the payroll. But the reason they may have to make some cuts here pretty soon to the 40-man roster is there's a ton of players the Braves may want to protect from the Rule 5 draft. Some notable players who are eligible position player-wise, Drew Lugbauer, big power hitter, 28 home runs at Mississippi this past year. Now, that's pretty much his game, his power, and that's just about it. But that plays up a lot in today's game. Braden Shoemake, former you know, top draft pick, uh, some middle infield depth as well. As well, you know, some people thought he may be the heir apparent to Dansby Swanson at shortstop. Certainly, don't think those people still believe that now. Um, but he is eligible uh, to be lost in the Rule Five draft if he's not protected. Uh, Grayson Genista, he's you know was a former you know big draft pick, but has not panned out. Brandall Mesquita, a guy who I think had a really good year when I did my minor league updates every week. He was almost always in there. Now, he's still at the very low levels, so it's not likely that he would get picked up in a Rule 5 draft. Something I want to remind you is if you if another team takes somebody in the Rule 5 draft, they must stay on that team's 40-man roster all year long, or otherwise they have to send them back. To, or I'm sorry, they have to stay on their active roster. Otherwise, they have to send them back to the original team. So that's something to keep in mind. If a team is going to really go out and take somebody in that Rule 5 draft, it has to be somebody they think can contribute to their active roster right away. So with Brendal Mosquita still being at a very low level, I think he could be safe from the Rule 5 draft. On the pitcher side, pitchers are the ones more likely taken in this Rule 5 draft because you can stash a pitcher in the bullpen. You can put somebody as your, your fifth starter and use them there until you know they're no longer needed, and then you can just send them back if you have to. Um, so pitchers are typically what you see taken in the Rule 5 draft, and the Braves have some pretty solid ones that would be eligible. Darius Vines, probably the top of that list. Uh, Alan Winans, Tanner Gordon. You know, I like both of those guys. I think they're both back-of-the-rotation type starters, create some depth there. I think they... You could potentially put two of uh, either of those guys at the back of a, a big league rotation right now and just kind of let them continue to grow. I think it's unlikely, but could happen. Rory Munoz is somebody who you could stash in a bullpen. Uh, could certainly you know be in danger of getting taken. Indigo, Indigo Diaz was big time you know reliever prospect coming up. Had a bad 2022. Perhaps somebody takes a, a chance on him. So those are some more of the notable names, players that are likely. To be protected, Darius Vines is one almost positively. He's going to get added to the 40-man roster to be protected. I think they also probably put Munoz on there because he is a high-velocity guy. He's somebody I could see another team taking and just throwing in their bullpen and, and, and letting him you know develop there and become in that role, which he probably ultimately settles into. And then I think they could possibly – protect Braden Shoemake um, just because, you know, they obviously invested a, a good bit of money in him when they drafted him. And even though I never really saw it and I love Braden Shoemake, I'm, I'm a college baseball guy. I covered the SEC for college baseball nation. I remember watching Braden Shoemake his freshman year thinking he was going to be 
the first overall pick whenever he's eligible. But he's just never really progressed since that freshman year, really, at Texas A&M. He never really got better at his time there in College Station, and he's never really improved year to year in the minors either. So I'm not that high on Braden Shoemake. Some people thought he could be a Ben Zobris type utility player. I think he's, you know, a, a bench player at this point, does play solid defensively. The bat ever came around. I mean, who knows? But I think they could potentially stash him on the 40-man roster. But those are three guys that I think could get protected um, pretty soon. And, again, those decisions have to be made here pretty shortly with what the Braves are going to do there and preparation for that Rule 5 draft. So those are some players I think could be cut to make space. Those are some players that I think could be added to the 40-man roster here pretty soon. And then, of course, obviously you got to make room for hopefully some free agents and possibly trades that the Braves are going to make this offseason. So that's the that's the roster construction. I mentioned Jake Odorizzi as well. You know, obviously his decision looming here pretty soon in just a couple of days has to make that decision by the 10th. Um, you know, if he decides to opt into his player option, then obviously uh, that's one more player on the 40-man roster and is likely going to be on the active roster. Uh, but if not, that opens up another spot, save the Braves a couple of million, which, again, we'll talk about in a second. We're going to go over the budget, which, I, again, I think is going to be a little bit eye-opening for those who don't pay a ton of attention to it. Braves have a really tight budget as it stands right now, depending on just how much they want to spend. Before we get into that, though, I want to remind you this episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. It's super customizable, not a situation where you have to purchase things you don't need in order to get certain things you want. The system is, integrates well into your home and it's easy to self install. No need to have a tech come out and schedule something or have a bulky unit that damages or messes up your home design. It's very useful for security and peace of mind. I got young kids running around the house here. I got cameras up everywhere uh, just for that peace of mind. So if you're like that, Simply Safe's a great option for you. And it can it can move with you wherever you go as well, which is great. Even after you install it, just remove the elements, take them with you wherever you move. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB and save up to 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Got a ton of people asking me how can they support the show. This is one way to do that. Um, you'll take some of the the take some of the deals that you get from some of our our fine ads or advertisers that we have on our station. If you're looking to uh, secure your home. Make sure that you go to simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB where you can learn more and again save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you use that link and you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan. And also, you'll get your first month free. There's no safe like Simply Safe. So, let's talk about payroll. Let's talk about the budget. Just how much money can the Braves spend this offseason? And we, we talked yesterday about, about the free agents that are available tomorrow. Um, I'm going to I'm going to do a pre-recording just of myself, not going to be a live episode, but I'm going to give you my thoughts, what I would do if I were in the GM's chair, how I would spend the Braves' money this offseason in free agency. Obviously, trades are a wild card. 
Um, so I'm only going to really going to be talking about free agency, but that podcast is going to come out tomorrow where I'm just going to talk about the moves that I would make this off season. If I were the Braves based on the budget and payroll that I think they're going to have. And looking at the payroll right now, currently the money on the books for the Braves just guaranteed contracts is somewhere between 159 and 166 million dollars and all these numbers I'm going to use these are rough estimates projections you go to different sites they may vary just a little bit so these are all pretty you know projections for the most part but it's going to be somewhere in this range and you look at the 2023 payroll including arbitration and pre-arbitration eligible players and it's somewhere in the 188 193 million dollar range so Right now, as they stands, at most, the Braves have $193 million payroll for 2023. That is already would be the highest opening day payroll ever for the Atlanta Braves. They are spending money, you know, at a at a record clip here. That's something you have to keep in mind. What you also have to keep in mind is right now the Braves luxury tax budget. Uh, towards the budget is 212 million. So the way that it works against the luxury tax, it takes players average annual value. So you look at a contract extension like Michael Harris, who, you know, probably he would have been pre-arbitration eligible this year. So making around a million instead, because of his extension, you, you take the AAV of that and you put that towards the luxury tax number. So it's much higher. The luxury tax number for the Braves is much higher than their actual actual budget for 2023. So while their total payroll for 2023 is $193 million, the money that counts towards the luxury tax threshold, uh, that's going to be a tongue twister all night for me. But that number is $212 million. That is significant because the threshold in 2023 is $230 million. So the Braves are almost right at, or they're not very far from that. You think about it, you know, that's what, 18 million perhaps um, before hitting that first tier of the luxury tax threshold. And you think about signing Dansby Swanson, who's going to cost you 20 to 25 million a year. You can't do that. You can't even sign Dansby. Listen to me, listen to me when I'm saying this, because I don't think a lot of Fans understand this. You cannot sign Dansby Swanson right now with the way the Braves roster is and not go over the luxury tax threshold. Braves have never gone over the luxury tax threshold before. Now, these are our new times. This is a different Braves regime. They have gone out, spend money. Like I said, they're already committed to having the highest opening day payroll they've ever had. But still, we've never seen them even push the luxury tax threshold. And honestly, if they're going to make any big moves this offseason, they almost have to. So I just wanted to go through that with you and kind of set it up so you know exactly what we're talking about here. The Braves and where they already are, they cannot do a ton of moves this offseason. That's why I've gone out and said, I think the Braves make one big move this offseason and then maybe a couple of little moves but they almost can't do anything until they subtract first just because of where the luxury tax threshold is unless they're going to go over it. If they're going to go over it, then you know certainly that gives them a lot more 
uh, room to breathe. Um, but I just wanted to explain that the, the, the number towards the luxury tax is different than their annual budget. So $193 million payroll, but $212 million uh, luxury tax payroll. So very different based on the average annual value. So while it's been great that Alex Anthopoulos has made all these extensions, and I definitely think that's the right move, it is hurting them when it comes to the luxury tax, especially for 2023. Because as I said, as things stand right now, I mean, you maybe got 16 to 20 million to spend and Dansby's going to cost more than that on a, a average and uh, on a yearly basis. So it's a very tight budget right now for the Braves. If they're going to stay under that luxury tax. Now there are some ways to save money. Um, you can non-tender Heredia, Matzik and Bracho. Uh, that'll save you a little over 3 million. Um, if they non-tendered Soroka, it could save you two and a half million, but I don't think they'd pay him all this time for him to rehab and, and recover and then not give him a chance to come back. So I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, Odorizzi not picking up his player options saves him about six million. So again, you, you non-tender Heredia, Matzik, Bracho, Odorizzi doesn't pick up his option. There's another 10 million right there. You trade Manny Pena, that frees up four and a half million. Obviously, if they can get anybody to take on that Ozuna deal and eat some money, even if you attach a couple of prospects to them and you get a team to eat eight to ten million dollars of that deal, that's still good money that the Braves could put towards the payroll. So just making you know those moves right there, you know, rough math that could open up fifteen million, fifteen to twenty million. Uh, so that gives you, you know, somewhere between 30 to 40 million to spend this offseason. That's enough to go out and sign Dansby and then make one other small move and still stay under the luxury tax threshold. Um, you know, if you could move Eddie Rosario's contract, it'd be another way to save money. I don't think that's possible. I think the Braves just have to hope that Eddie Rosario bounce back, bounces back and has a good year. Um, so I think it's possible. I think it's possible for them, you know, certainly to to free up some money this off season by doing some of those, making some of those moves. Uh, obviously Ozuna is the biggest one. And that's why I've been saying it's almost feels like the off season can't even begin for Alex Anthopoulos until you move Marcelo Ozuna. Now you can make these moves and then obviously trade him later and free up money that way. But that's just going to be a big weight over on his shoulders this whole off season until he can figure out what to do with that money and how much he can actually save if he can't save anything by trading Ozuna. Um, now, the Braves are making a ton of money. Report recently said they made $250 million in revenue from July to September. They're making a ton of money. They said they want to be a top-five payroll, and if that's the case, they're going to have to go over this luxury tax threshold. And I mentioned the luxury tax threshold in 2023 – We'll start at 230 million and the next tier is at 250 million. So if you're going to go over that first threshold, then that pretty much gives you up to 250 million to spend, which would give the Braves, you know, obviously a lot more money. Now we're talking more, even without making any moves, without moving Ozuna, without non-tendering players. If you said you're going to go up to the top of that first tier, then you got a $250 million budget to work with 
which gives you, you know, 40 million to work with without cutting any money. So look, the Braves have never done it. So I'm a little uh, cautious to think that they will, but it almost seems like at this point, if they're going to make any major moves this off season, they have, they have to go over that luxury tax threshold. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that tomorrow when I discuss what I would do this off season. And I'm going to, I'm going to give you, you know, what I would do if they don't go over the threshold, what I think they'll do or what I would do if they do decide to go into that first tier of the luxury tax threshold and really be one of those top five payrolls in all of baseball. All right, take another short break here and come back and take some of your comments and questions next. All right, so talked a little bit about the 40-man roster, uh, cuts that need to be made, players that need to be added. We've also talked about the payroll, and hopefully you, you kind of understand just how tight things are right now for the Braves when it comes to the luxury tax threshold. Hopefully that's the last time I'm going to say that on this podcast. Sorry if that was a little boring to sit through, but hopefully that was somewhat enlightening for you to really understand just how tight things are for the Braves. Again, unless they're going to blow past it, spend big money, and let's hope so. I certainly hope so. I think they've they've made enough from winning the World Series, what they've got in the battery. Uh, I think they they have to, to go over that threshold. So uh, let me see if some of you agree. Um, Coach K said, when is free agency, Jake? Uh, it's really going to start uh, this weekend, the 10th, is when you'll see right now it's still kind of in that period where you can no- negotiate with your uh, team that you were previously with, but on two on um, whenever the 10th is, like I think Friday or uh, Thursday, rather, sorry, uh, then it's really going to open up, you know, for everybody. That's when player options, for the most part, have to be made. Qualifying offers are extended. So really it's going to start being this Thursday when free agency really um, begins. But um, Hines, uh, says, tell me your thoughts on Waskari. No, everybody says Mike Soroka, Elder Anderson, and Muller can compete to be our fifth starter. So as a Noah bullpen arm or a trade chip, uh, Noah's out for all of 2023. So I don't, I don't think he's much of anything right now. He's still pre-arbitration eligible. So not the Braves are having to pay him a ton at the moment. Um, perhaps they ride that out. I, I've always thought, you know, fits better in the bullpen is kind of a, a multi-inning reliever. You know, he's been good kind of the first time through the lineup, but has really struggled past that. So for me, if I know has any future in the big leagues, in my mind, he he becomes a reliever, uh, maybe a multi-inning reliever, sixth, seventh inning type of guy, which I think those jobs are becoming more and more valuable. So that's kind of my thoughts on Waskari Noah. Um, let's see, Lex Rollins says, signing Swanson to a contract that doesn't align with the previous signings could create animosity in the clubhouse, which is absolutely something that A doesn't want to happen. I think these are all professional players. Um, I mean, look at the money that Ronald Acuna Jr. is making, and you know when healthy, he's the best player in that clubhouse. They're all getting paid really good money. Um, but I do think, to your point, for me it's hard to see the Braves giving Dansby Swanson more than $22 million a year when you didn't do it for Austin Riley, you didn't do it for Matt Olson, guys who I feel like are better players than Dansby Swanson and are going to be better players. They're younger players. Or Olson's, you know, I think he's about the same age, but you know, just what he gives you offensively, I think over the next five years is going to be better than what Dansby Swanson gives you. So I think to that point, 
I just it's hard to see. It's hard for me to see Alex Anthopoulos going above what he gave Riley and Olsen. Um, Coach K also said to Grom and Turner, uh, maybe you missed uh, the payroll budget section, but I just don't think that's going to happen. That's going to be almost uh, adding $60 million a year to your, your payroll. I just don't see that happening. Uh, Matthew Anderson says, I don't think Terry McGurk would comment about wanting a top five payroll in the future. Obviously, it doesn't have to be this offseason if they weren't willing to go into the tax, to be honest. Uh, and I think you're absolutely right. And that's why I think they will. Again, we've just never seen it. We've never even seen the Braves approach it. So it's just hard for me to – it's one, one of those things I'm going to have to see it to believe it. Um, but I think you're spot on. I don't think you talk about being a top five payroll unless you know you're going to have to pay that tax penalty. Um, and then Joe Me says, over the thresholds guaranteed, they just made 250 plus million from July to September. Um, yeah, like I said, you're going to do anything significant this off season. You almost have to, and, and they couldn't, I mean, look, they could, they could cut some, some money, make one big move for, for Swanson and make a couple other smaller moves to, to add some depth. And I think you could go into the season and it is still a world series contending team. You may disagree with that, but I feel like you, you sure up shortstop, you pretty much bring everything back that you had. And I feel like, feel like this is a championship contending team so well, there is the possibility that they do that i don't think they will i think they're going to go through that threshold um heinz also says is trey mancini a, a feasible solid left fielder to pick up who won't demand nemo money could also cover dh and first to give maddie ice an off day uh maybe a backloaded two-year deal with a club option i think trey mancini's a an interesting option uh, just because we talked about it the last couple of days. I would like to get somebody who can back up Matt Olson at first base. Now Mancini is not good defensively. And I know he made a great play in the world series, perhaps a game saving play over there at first base, but particularly in the outfield, I don't like in a pinch. Yeah. You could put him in left field, but I don't think that's where you want him, especially as he's getting older. Uh, but he could be more of a, a cheaper option if the Braves wanted to go that route to add some depth and give you so, another backup at first base, somebody who could play left field if you needed to, and certainly somebody that could go to the DH spot. Um, CJ uh, LaChapelle La uh, says it's not the Braves, it's Liberty Media that has to stop being cheap. Uh, look, they're already at their highest payroll, opening day payroll ever. Uh, they're not being cheap anymore. Again, I just I until I see them go over that threshold, it's really going to be hard for me to believe that they will. Um, Joe Me says, I think it's one big move, shortstop or left field, and then smaller moves also. I could see that happening. I mean, I could certainly see them doing that because, like I said, I think even if they do that, this is still a championship contending team. You get into the season and that's not the case, then you know, perhaps you try to make some trades to to make up for it. But I could definitely see them just making one big move. And a couple other small moves and trying to stay under that $230 million. Um, Matt Mock says, it's wild to see so many big players opting out. Going to be a crazy offseason, especially with the rule changes for 2023. A lot to consider for sure. Uh, there's a lot of big names, free agents, um, this offseason. And, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. And we talked about this a little bit yesterday. No idea how the new rules and the shift changes are going to affect some of these players. Do you know, players who got beat by the shift and, you know, there's numbers on this. Um, do they get a, an uptick in free agency? The team or teams willing to spend a little bit more on them now because maybe those players are going to get more hits next year. Uh, definitely something to consider 
as you said. Uh, Coach K said, if we don't re-sign Dansby, who do you see us getting, Jake? And to follow up the question after that, says Xander at shortstop. If we don't sign Dansby, I definitely don't think we're going to go up in pay grade to get either Trey Turner or Carlos Correa. Now, I like Xander Bogarts. Um, if he were to come down more towards the Dansby range, you know, $25 million or less, I would really consider Xander Bogarts even over Dansby Swanson. And I've said it multiple times now, I love Dansby Swanson, but paying him $22 million or more just, just feels risky to me. I'd almost be willing to take more of that risk on Xander Bogarts, and I need to dive into the numbers a little bit more, but I just think he's more of a complete hitter. He's a good defender. Uh, so I like Xander Bogarts. I'm just afraid he's going to be up closer to the Correa-Turner range more so than the the Dansby range. Um, but I do like Xander. Who, who do I think the Braves will get if they don't get, let's say, one of the free agents? I think Willie Adamas is the most enticing trade option out there. Kind of been saying that for a while. A lot of that depends on what what are the Brewers going to do? Are they going to are they going to chart to sell off and maybe do a mini rebuild? Um, you know, a lot of that depends on what the Brewers' plans are. But I do love Willie Adamas. I think he'd be a great fit. Uh, then it comes down to what prospects do the Braves have to give up in a trade package for him? A guy that. You know, every other team that needs a shortstop that misses out on one of the big free agents is really going to be be after. And I don't know that the Braves have the prospects to make that that happen. But I do like Willie Adamas as a fallback option if the Braves don't aren't willing to pay the price, aren't willing to go over that threshold for one of the big free agents. Um, and last question here, Coach K says, do you think we trade Ozuna this offseason? I do. Um, he's either traded or he's cut. I don't think there's any way he goes into next year on in a Braves uniform. I just don't see how it happens. I think Alex is going to going to attach a couple of prospects to him, move them. Even if he saves just five, six million dollars, that's better than just cutting him. And you hate to give up prospects to have to do that, but I, I do think it happens. I do think Ozuna gets traded this offseason. All right, as always, appreciate you joining me uh, live and your comments in the chat. Appreciate your comments down in the YouTube comment section as well I'll have another podcast tomorrow telling you what i would do if i were the braves gm this offseason with the money available so be looking out for that uh on thursday as well as always thanks for tuning in thanks for making locked on braves your first listen of each and every day for your next listen go check out locked on sports today uh where you can get that podcast same where same place you get this this podcast here uh, but Locked On Sports today is talking about the biggest stories of the day with instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Again, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked On underscore Braves. You can follow me at ShortstopBall. Also, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the Locked On Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast. And we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias, DC Lundberg, Ryan Finkelstein, Taylor Blake Ward, host of Locked On Yankees, Locked On Mariners, Locked On Mets, Locked On Angels, and you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 